0: Welcome to Sports Scene with Steve Russell. Let's talk some sports. Have some lunch on ESPN, ninety-eight one FM, and eight fifty AM, WRUF.
1: Can't get my headset right here. Welcome into a uh, Thursday edition of Sports Scene, ESPN. 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WYUF. I'm Steve Russell. Time to eat some lunch and talk some sports. Daniel is our producer today. Um, we have got, if all goes according to Hoyle here, a dynamite program for you with some great guests. Uh, we're going to get, I hope, uh, Urban Meyer here uh, to start the show today. Uh, later in the show... Gary Danielson from CBS Sports will preview Florida, Georgia. He'll have the call of the game on CBS as well. The voice of the Gators, Sean Kelly, here live in studio. So get your questions and comments ready for him. He'll be here in about 15 minutes or so. Uh, And then Mark Weiser, who covers uh, Georgia for the Athens Banner Herald, will join us. And also going to bring on a guy I've known for a long time. He is the current uh, basketball coach at Dayton, Anthony Grant, of course, a longtime Gator Assistant. Uh Anthony lost his daughter. Uh and a couple of days ago they had an event there, an exhibition game that Ohio State participated in. Uh and I'll let him tell you about it. It's a terrific terrifically touching story. Uh and it it shows the good in humanity. It shows the good when schools can cooperate and do something so he'll be on here with us as well but uh, let's take care of business here it is Florida Georgia week and a guy knows a thing or two about that is former Gator coach Urban Meyer of course you can see him on Fox on their broadcast of college football as well Urban I I couldn't wait to ask you this I know the answer but I want you to tell folks Okay, it's Florida-Georgia week. What went on with you, the coaches, the team, and getting ready for that trip to Jacksonville?
2: No, I actually, good to be with you, Steve. It was a huge week, and and the best thing about that game is when it was over and the bus ride home, everything leading up to it, just because Coach Spurrier made it almost impossible for anybody that followed him, that you can't lose that game. And reality is Georgia, you know, they even – Back in the day, there's great argument they were the most talented team in the country. So, I mean, I, I wish I could say I enjoyed it. I wish I could say leading up to it was a lot of fun. It was it was tough, man. I remember sitting in that Sawgrass hotel room waiting, you know, to go to the game and uh, just to build up for that game. The best thing about it, though, when you sing the fights on afterwards and you know you won that game.
1: Yeah, no doubt. Um, you know, sometimes as a coach... Uh, let's go back in the day you know Percy Harvin didn't play or this player didn't play well Brock Bowers is a huge part of the Georgia offense and I'm interested to see how that what they do without him offensive that could be a big key to this game couldn't
2: it oh it sure could I had him as a Heisman candidate you know I don't I don't see that clear-cut Heisman favorite right now that you know it might be Marvin Harrison Jr that might be a year that maybe it's JJ J. McCarthy even though he doesn't have the statistics but uh he he was a he's a not a good player a great player and he, they do so many great things with him that uh yeah that's going to be um a big part of the game what happened when we lost Percy Harvin, and I don't think anybody equates to Percy and I'm very biased about that but he is close he's very good in the way they use him is everyone you know David Nelson is going to have to step up someone like that that's going to have to step up like David did against Alabama, and then again in the national championship game. So, I don't know the roster that well. I'm sure they're loaded with people, but the reality is, if you lose a player like that, and someone else doesn't step up. You're not you're not as good, obviously.
1: Uh, you know, one thing Billy Napier has done that I know that you did. You know, he's had former players. Uh, you know, back back even in the summertime, talked about this rivalry with Florida Georgia. That gets ingrained pretty quickly. As you get new kids in, kids in here, and over the summer, correct?
2: I think it's more important than ever, you know, especially when you start nationally recruiting a little bit. And I was very concerned about that. It, not so much Florida because we really.
1: Whoop! We lost you, but, Coach. Okay, we lost you for a second. You're back now.
2: Yeah, um, I, I think it's really important now that you know your national recruiting. I, I don't know. Uh, Billy Napier's recruiting strategy. But when I was at Ohio State, we started moving around the country to get players. I really did the best I could to indoctrinate them on the culture and the importance of games like this, the robbery game. So, yeah, I always had people come in and speak about Tennessee, Georgia, and Florida State, and I'm glad that he's doing that.
1: Urban Meyer, our guest here on Sports Scene, talking college football. Urban, I couldn't wait to ask you about this whole Thing with sign stealing and what's going on at Michigan. I'm not naive enough to think that this isn't going on on a more widespread basis, or that it's been going on for a while. But I was really anxious to hear your thoughts on this.
2: No, I, I hear people. I'm going to be very cautious because once again, the media is wrong most of the time. In my life, I mean that you know, I just I when I hear things, most of the time they're wrong. You know, and and I know that's a bold statement, but. When people say that everybody does that, no, they don't. You know, that's they they steal signs during a game, if there if there's some validity to what's being said about they're sending elaborate scouting where they're buying tickets to other stadiums, and it, I'll, I'll tell you, no one's ever done that. You know, I've talked to a couple colleagues. I talked to Bob Stoops the other day, and and you know we, we were talking about because I'm going to Oklahoma this week. Yeah to do a game and we were just talking. I said, have you ever heard of that? And, you know, we haven't. You hear of in-state, in-game, you know, stealing signals, looking at the other sideline and all. That's perfectly illegal. But I've never heard of, once again, I'm not saying it's true because, like like I said, there's there's a decent chance that it's not true. Just my experience with the media. So, uh, no one, I've never heard of that before.
1: Okay. Let's talk. College football nationally. I'm going to go back to your old school, uh, Urban in Utah. Uh, they continue to, am- to amaze me. I mean, think about week one. There was conversation: Will Cam Rising play? Now they're going to shut him down for the year. But they continue to win. The culture of Whittingham impresses me. When you see Utah doing what they're doing without him, what are your what are your thoughts?
2: Well, I made a comment. I saw was a headline today. Someone- to me, that I always thought Kyle, I'm very biased. I know that, and that's fine. Uh, but I had him on my staff. He's as good a football coach as I've ever been around head coaches, assistant coaches. Um, I love him. We're very close. Uh, the respect I have for that guy is unbelievable. He was our defense coordinator for two years, and I, I think he's the best coach in college football. And I justify that by saying, you know, you look at his roster, he, I think he's down to a third string quarterback, and they just beat USC, and they really beat him. I went back and I watched that videotape. The game should actually have been more in favor of Utah. So, what he's doing with what he has, where he, you know, a state that doesn't have many high school football players that are elite, and they're beating teams, you know, beating USC. That how many players on Utah's team were good enough to be recruited by USC? That's a good, you know, that's that's why I'm putting him as the number one coach in college football.
1: Uh, last couple things here, Coach. Um... Washington in that conference, I think the Pac-12, you know, speaks for itself what they've done. Um, because of all the the stuff going on with Michigan, I think what they've done on the field has been a bit overlooked. McCarthy's had a terrific mm-hmm. year. When you look at Michigan, Ohio State, those kind of teams, you know, who do you see at the top of the heap now?
2: I, that's a great question, Steve, and uh, the Wolverines are playing as well as anyone. You know, the, the problem is hard to gauge it because... I, I, you know, kind of we have fun on Big Noon Kickoff. I tell them they're the best first half team in college football because they <laughs> they rarely play a second half. Their schedule it's one of the worst schedules I've ever seen. Yeah, but you also got to look at the body of work when they do play. You know, their offensive and defensive lines are tremendous. Their quarterback has turned into a legitimate Heisman Trophy candidate. Their defense is outstanding. So A through Z, other than their schedule, they're they might be the best team in the country, you know i don't think you can give them that yet until they play a you know somewhere they got to fight and scratch and claw you know they've got to play a third quarter and then we'll see and that's coming up down the road here but they they look they might be the best looking team right now in the country
1: last thing uh Penn state uh had some issues at wide receiver with a young quarterback, and you know whatever is going on at u s c they still don't play defense and that that's victimized them. When you look at those two teams, are are they the holes that you see keeping them from being really elite?
2: Yeah, I think that's obvious. You know, I, I expected more from Penn State, but they were a victim of that schedule uh, as well. You know, they scared, they played Massachusetts, Delaware. You know, those. I'm not picking on those schools, but you know, they they beat an Iowa team that's offense is really really bad. So I think there's a little false sense of security, or you know, maybe a to a higher ranking because I was at that game and they offensively they really struggled. That quarterback had a tough day but the receivers weren't open. There was pressure on the quarterback. Ohio State's defense legit. USC's season and think I I don't get that one. You know, I don't you know, obviously offensively they're a really good team, uh but I I can't understand why when you watch on video, especially this last week, I mean there was there's glaring mistakes on that defense. And that's hard to imagine that USC would be having those struggles.
1: Let people know, you kind of mentioned it, where's big noon kickoff going to be this week?
2: Yeah, we got Oklahoma and Kansas and Oklahoma. I don't know if anyone has got a chance to watch as Dylan Gabriel. I thought he was just good. I'm changing that. After watching what he did, he had a legendary performance against uh, Texas. They do a lot of run action pass with him like we do with Tebow. I think he's he's an elite player. You know, I, don't, I didn't say he's an elite talent because I'm not sure. He's only six foot tall, but I love watching this guy play. They have a legit chance of being a playoff team and uh, compete for the title now.
1: Okay. Always appreciate you, Urban. Have a safe trip out there, and thanks for taking the time. We'll see what happens, Florida, Georgia.
2: Yeah, good luck in the, the formerly known as the cocktail party,
1: right? <laughs> yeah, formerly known. That's right. I
2: can say that now.
1: <laughs> sure you can. That's right. Okay, Urban. Thanks, man. All right. Urban Meyer joining us here on Sports Scene. It's twelve fourteen. Time check brought to you by Hayes Jewelry. Joining us next, the voice of the Gators, Sean Kelly. Get your questions, comments ready for him. ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF.
0: Gainesville Sports Center. Here's what's trending now on ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF.
3: Good afternoon. I'm Eitan Ohana. Gators soccer hosts South Carolina tonight in the final match of the regular season. Florida looks for its seventh win of the year. You can catch coverage here tonight at 6.45. Thursday Night Football tonight will kick off week 8 of the NFL season. Baker Mayfield and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers travel to Buffalo to try to upset Josh Allen and the Bills, whose season can best be described as a bit of a roller coaster. You can tune in here tonight at the conclusion of the Gators Soccer match. High school volleyball is in the midst of regional playoffs, with some big games tomorrow. Chiefland will travel to Newberry, Lafayette heads to Union County, and Santa Fe faces McKeel Academy.
0: That's your Gainesville Sports Center. I'm Aitan Ohana. ESPN 981 FM, 850 AM WRUF.
1: Southeast Car Agency at 310 Northeast 39th Avenue invites you to come out and check out the vehicles they have. Now, if you're looking for a brand new vehicle, this is not the place to go. They don't have any. And since opening their doors 40-plus years ago, they've never had any. From day one, they have specialized in giving you the best alternative you have to purchasing a new vehicle, the best in late model, low mileage vehicles. Great variety, great selection, but all the vehicles of the highest quality. You can test drive them, eyeball them for yourself by going to see them at Northeast 39th Avenue in Gainesville, or you can go online, secars.com, that's secars.com, and you can check out all the information that way as well. Their sales staff always there to help, never tries to hard sell you. And I always tell you this, when you go see them in person, you got to tell them, Sports Scene sent you to the good people at Southeast Car
4: Agency.
3: I had low back pain that was due to herniated discs.
4: Meet Dr. Justin Garzone, another satisfied patient who found regenerative medicine at QC Kinetics. Over
3: a very short period of time, the pain went away completely, and I have had absolutely no symptoms or pain since my treatment.
4: Before Dr. Garzone found QC Kinetics,
3: he was looking at all the old school pain treatments. It was recommended that I have steroid injections done, but then unfortunately my insurance company said that I would have to do three months of physical therapy first and I needed to get better quickly.
4: With QC Kinetics, the doctor got
3: lasting relief with no downtime. I didn't have to take any medications during my treatment. I avoided
4: surgery and I am now pain-free. Don't live with chronic pain and don't go under the knife. Call QC Kinetics, the nation's leader in regenerative medicine, for a free consultation.
5: Call QC Kinetics, 352-400-4550. That's 352-400-4550. Now with offices in Gainesville, Ocala, and the Villages. 352-400-4550. Paid for by the American Hospital Association. Each day and in every community, hospitals and health systems are committed to delivering
6: high-quality
2: medical care. But they're also supporting people and communities in a wide variety of other ways. A new report shows that hospitals provided nearly $130 billion in total benefits to their communities, providing around-the-clock care and essential services while also addressing unmet health needs. Overall, total community benefits
4: made up over 15% of the total expenses of hospitals hospitals, and health systems. Michael Mayo of Baptist Health.
7: Hi, I'm Michael Mayo, President and Chief Executive Officer of Baptist Health in Jacksonville, Florida. Our health system is committed to meeting the unique needs of our community. Each year, we work with local partners to identify the greatest health challenges, and that is where we invest our time, and we specifically focus on food insecurity by providing meals to seniors through a program with our local university dietitian department. To
8: view the full report and learn more, visit AHA.org. Hey, if you're thinking about getting the latest iPhone, check this out. With Boost Infinite, you get the latest iPhone every year and unlimited wireless for just $60 a month. Yeah, you get the new iPhone 15 Pro with titanium. Then again, next year, you get the latest iPhone. Every year, Boost Infinite, infinitely better. To learn more, pick up your phone, dial pound 250 and say Boost Infinite. That's pound 250 and say Boost Infinite. Terms apply. After 30 gigabytes, service may be slow. Receive a comparable iPhone model each year with an acceptable trade-in every year. Requires credit qualification and 36-month phone financing agreement. You'll have the option to receive a one-time auto-dial text message from this station's network.
0: The Gators are here.
8: Driving kick in the corner. Three Richard. Good, good, good. Got it to beat the
9: buzzer. Sinks, catches, pump fake, shoots, banked it in and one.
0: This is Gator Country.
9: Throws out wing left. Kugel for three from the sideline. Good! Deep three is
0: splashed home. This is Florida basketball.
9: Chop this one up for the Gators!
0: On the Gator Sports Network, we are ESPN 981 FM, 850 AM W-R-U-F. We are your home for Tampa Bay Buccaneers football. You are listening to ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF. And anywhere in the world with the WRUF radio app. And now, more sports scene with Steve Russell. Here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF. And online at WRUF.com.
1: Well, it is Florida-Georgia week, and it's always a pleasure, whatever week it is, to bring in the voice of the Gators, Sean Kelly, to join us. If you have a question or a comment for him, we've already got two or three of them on, three nine two eight two five five, You can email srussell at wruf.com. Um, welcome, my friend. Uh, Thank you. Big week. (laughs) Big week. Always is. Um, Maybe a little bigger this
9: time around. I don't know. It just feels different. It
1: does feel. Yes. I'm glad you said it. It feels
9: different for the first time in a little time.
1: Yeah. Uh, Because I had that same feeling and I thought, maybe it's just me, but it does have a different feel this time. A little bit. A little bit. Uh, That's a good thing for the Gators. No doubt about it. Okay. Uh, Question for you from Adrian. I assume last year was the first time you called a Florida-Georgia game. So what surprised you most? Do you plan on making any adjustments to your call based on that?
9: Yeah, not necessarily the call. I, I, I'm glad I finally got to do one, right? So I've been to all these great spots all around the country in college football, but for some reason that game had always kind of eluded me. And so last year was the first time that I ever got to be a part of it. But Steve, I'm going to tell you this, and I'm not, this is not hyperbole or anything else. I've never... Ever seen a tailgate thing like that before? And I again, I've been to most all of them, yeah. and because the logistics, the the size of the parking lots, the number of lots around that ballpark, and everything else, I I just remember coming over that bridge on the river and that thing unfolding in front of me. I'm like, oh my, re- really, yeah. really impressive. Yeah, it is. When, when when you are in the lot and you're parking, and I'm going into work, but yet. The fraternities are renting. You know those little flatbed trucks you can get at like Home Depot type thing? Yeah. They're renting those to put the DJ on top of that, the kegs or whatever. I mean, that's next level type stuff. And then you come out after the game. You know what I'm talking about. Yes. You're just like, please do not puncture a tire. There's I've, I've never seen anything like it. Yeah. So, look, and everybody talks about the, the Texas OU thing. Oh, they split the stadium down the middle and it's this color and this. I'm like do that in jacksonville too yeah they yeah yeah anyway very cool
1: yes it's been a few years now it's funny you mentioned that uh you used to do the post game show from the press box after you after mick was through Mm -hmm. and um so i did it left and you know how what that parking lot's like when you leave and i got in my car and i looked around making sure whatever about 30 yards ahead a car is leaving, and this loud noise. Mm-hmm. You know what that that loud the noise is? The is going, yes. It, it, shh, out, yes. Uh, let's get Daryl here. Daryl, hello.
10: Hey, good afternoon, guys. Hey, Sean, I have to agree with you. This is my favorite game of the year. I've been going since the uh, late '80s. Man, there's nothing like it, Jacksonville.
9: It's just it's just different, and I you know we've had all this talk about. Should the game continue? Should we go home and home? We, we, we may have to do that for in a, in a short period if they renovate that stadium. But right. I just I'm I, secure me in the camp of let's do this in Jacksonville. We don't have very many of these left, right. in college football. So let's try and hang on to one of these.
1: And the other thing is, who doesn't like it? I mean, maybe if you're Georgia, I maybe because it's in Florida, blah blah blah. But those fans come. They don't they like that? I mean, I've talked to a few of them. They don't. Seem to they like making the trip and they like that part of it, especially when they win. Sure, so yeah, I don't see the harm in it. No,
9: I don't either. I don't either. So, and look, yes, hey, it Sean, is. Go ahead, go ahead. I'm sorry.
7: I'm sorry. Um, hey, uh, you know, as far as matchups in the game, you know. I know Georgia's receivers kind of been banged up this year. You know, McConkie's been hurt, and they got Ra raw Thomas. But I think our receivers are better in Georgia. How do you feel about that? I do.
9: Receivers? I do too. I think overall at the skill positions, Florida's check check the Florida box on that. And I'm talking about just the skill guys, okay? So I, I think you know Bowers out that you know that that tips it back toward Florida. I think. I think you're right. I, I would say this: our guys are still young, but. But at the skill positions, I think
1: Florida's got a little bit of an edge here.
7: Yeah. Okay, guys. Looking forward to Saturday being
1: up there. All right, Daryl. Thank you. Lucas says, question to comment for Sean. I told Shane this. I wanted to let you know. I stream the games with your audio from my Facebook group. We all enjoy it. And my question, and what's your favorite part of being the voice of the Gators? I love the job. You do. Mick would be proud. Wow. Thank you. Um, What's the best part of the job? Where do you? St- I mean, where do you start? You know, I was going right? to say, well, yeah.
9: how long is this show? I, no, really. I mean, I've said this before on your show. This is everything I wanted it to be and more. And some of it is, you mentioned Shane's name, working with guys like Shane and, and you and Jeff and Steve Egan and the, and that whole crew. So that's part of it. But I, I think that I've really enjoyed getting back to being a part of something again. You know, I had that in my New Orleans days – for all those years and all that the ESPN thing again don't get me wrong it it was fantastic every game was big but there's some detachment there obviously just being attached to something again and then look um, you and I kind of giggle sometimes about the passion of our fan base it's a giggle here and there for the most part it's just thrilling to be a part of that and like the way the South Carolina game ends two weeks ago those you know those are special moments so when you ride that roller coaster a little bit and hopefully you're
1: leveling it off a little bit here but that's what makes it great it really does sean's gonna be those one more segment and by the way uh in case you did not know because they released the injury report on wednesday night uh some guys are going to come back uh going to come back so that the health of this team considering where we are in the year is pretty good and surprising
9: that it's taken us this long to see the offensive line basically fully healthy Correct. again. Yeah, uh, And that means that Barber is less banged up. He's healthier. You mentioned Aguakin being back. I think they've now finally got what they wanted all along. This guy, this guy, this guy, this all five of those guys. And then getting Hudson and Wade, Cameron Waits now to kind of be your rotating tackles. Everything's just kind of lined up. And, and here, here one benefit of all that – was Jake Slaughter's development from very first college start week one at Utah to the way that he has progressed to where now I, I wouldn't call them interchangeable, but certainly you feel like you are in good shape and you, good thing because you've got the toughest schedule in the country the rest of the way. But going into this week, coming out of the bye, you're as healthy as you've been. Timing's pretty good, isn't it?
1: I mentioned this uh, on the show a while back. When slaughter was made available to the media, I really respected the fact that a kid, you know, a young man of that age, owned up to how nervous he was, learning on the job. You know, you don't ever know till you do it. I mean, a lot of athletes don't do that. He owned that. And that impressed me a lot. He's learned from it.
9: It did me too. Um, It would be easy to kind of cower a little bit or kind of lay back a touch. He came right out. He goes, no, it didn't go well. Yeah, And then went to work on it. So progressively each week, you could see a market improvement from week to week. That's hard to do, uh, especially at that position. It, so much so that, look, you go on the road again two weeks ago at South Carolina, and I th- they used the clap and everything else, everything they wanted to use offensive signaling-wise and avoided procedure problems, kind of smooth. And that's a credit to him that has become actually a strength for him uh, as opposed to, you know, in August when he was still trying to figure out, okay, I'm a starter,
1: uh, how's this go? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, one more segment with Sean. Call us up to talk to him. He's here to do that with you, 1227. Time check brought to you by H.J. ESPN, 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WYUF.
0: Anchored in the soul of Gator Nation and coming to you live from the second story of the CJC on the campus of the University of Florida. You are listening to ESPN, 981 FM, 850 AM, WRUF.
11: Texting privacy policy in terms and conditions posted at textplan.us.
12: Texting and roles for recurring automated text marketing messages. Message and data rates may apply. Reply. Stop, stop, stop.
8: Binges, blackouts, regret, shame, trying and failing to drink less or quit. Hi, I'm Jonathan, founder of Ore Health. I know how scary drinking too much can be because I struggled with alcohol misuse for most of my adult life. But I also know that it is possible to drink less or quit. And medication can help. Naltrexone is a safe, effective medication that makes it easier to cut back or quit drinking so you don't have to rely on willpower alone. I started Ore Health to make access to Naltrexone convenient and private to help people like me regain control over alcohol.
4: If you're ready to stop drinking or just drink less, text SOBER to 3230. 3230- 3232
8: to get a secure link to OR Health's private online assessment. Our licensed medical professionals will evaluate your assessment. And if medication is right for you, prescribe it online. We'll deliver your prescription right to your door. No doctor's office visits required. Tax the word SOBER to 323232 to get started today. That's SOBER to 323232.
11: Hey Bill, is that a new car? Nah, it's my same ride. I just got the dings taken out and repainted. I got it done at Mako in Gainesville. Wow, looks sharp. I thought it was a new car. Honestly, I was shocked at how good it looks. I'd recommend Mako of Gainesville to anyone.
8: Give your car a brand new look. Take it to Mako in Gainesville. Excellent service and a fast turnaround on quality warranted work. With 0% financing available. Visit M-A-A-C-O-Gainesville.com or call 352-371-4251. Mako of Gainesville on Main Street.
4: This is the event
8: you've been waiting for! International Diamond Center's biggest and final storewide sale of the year is next weekend, November third, fourth, and fifth. Storewide savings: take twenty percent off, or get thirty-six months zero interest financing. And it's like double the selection, with top designers flying in with their entire collections, all of it on sale. Veragio, Simon G, Ajaffe, and many more. Plus, over a thousand new diamonds have been purchased just for this event. Maybe it's time for an upgrade. Next weekend, November third, fourth, and fifth, at IDC Celebration Point on approved credit. The head ball coach scores again. Steve Spurrier's head beer coach, 1966 American Lager, is now available everywhere at Ben Hill Griffin Stadium. Smooth and refreshing with just enough of a crisp finish. Also available at most places you buy beer. If you don't see it, ask for it. A beer made by Gators for Gators. Make a great play and enjoy a cold one today. Steve Spurrier's head beer coach, 1966
1: American Lager. Please drink responsibly. Hey, it's Steve Russell with money-saving news for Florida healthcare workers and their families. My Healthcare Federal Credit Union is now FICare Federal Credit Union. A different name, but same faces, same location, and same great service. Does your current checking account pay you? FICARE will pay up to 5% with no monthly fees. I've been with this credit union for over 30 years, and I can't say enough good things about them. Switch today FICARE Federal Credit Union online at FICAREFCU.org. It's time for your UF Bookstore Break, right here on Sports Scene with me, Steve Russell. Give me a break. Give me a break.
0: Log on to WRUF.com. And sign up to win a $25 gift card to the UF Bookstore in the Wright Union.
1: Just our way of gearing you up and saying thank you right here on ESPN, 981 FM, 850 AM, WRUF.
0: From the UF Weather Center, here is your WRUF weather update.
4: Your Thursday will be a lot like every other day this week with partly to mostly cloudy skies and highs in the 80s. It'll also be a little breezier and muggier than normal. Heading into tonight, skies will clear out and temperatures tumble into the 60s. On Friday, sunshine and 80s are coming back. And it will be slightly warmer this weekend, but dry weather continues. From the UF Weather Center, I'm meteorologist Jeff George.
0: series in Arlington, Texas, where the Rangers go
13: head-to-head against the Arizona Diamondbacks.
5: Drilled right field, that one back,
12: and it's gone! Alex Thomas has tied it up! A two-run
0: homer! The Diamondbacks, the Rangers. Coverage begins Friday night at 7, right here on ESPN 981 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. Talking the talk and walking the walk. You are listening to Florida's preeminent sports radio station. We are ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. Sports scene with Steve Russell on ESPN 98.1 FM and 850 AM, WRUF.
1: <laughs> Interesting email here. Uh, we got a lot of calls for Sean here. We'll get to him in a second. Kevin says... Uh, hi, Mr. Kelly. Uh, I enjoy syncing the games to wruf.com. And during the South Carolina game, my wife commented on the emphasis of yard line, which your predecessor Mick had as well. I had to remind her, "You are the newer dude." Her reply: this "Is a radio caller thing?" Thanks for what you do. Uh, that's a new one for me. I emphasize yard line. That's what he. Yeah. All right. Interesting. Yeah. Let's get some calls right. here on the Clear Sound Audiology phone line for Sean. Mike, hello.
10: Yeah, Sean, uh, I loved Mick, and I thought his best years were his last ones. I thought he got better with age. So you had big shoes to fill, and you have done a heck of a job of doing it. You're really knowledgeable. You you uh, paint a great picture of what's going on people that can't be there. Uh, you, you have passion for the program you could tell already, and that's going to only grow with years. Is I just hope you're here as long as Mick is because you've done a heck of a job.
9: Well, I appreciate that very much, um, and I hope I get better, too, as I go. I have this feeling, though, that if I go as long as Mick did, that's not going to end well for you or for me.
10: <laughs> that would put me, short,
9: let's see, 33 <laughs> years, that would put me in my 80s. So oh, okay. My, well, my
1: early, my early 80s. Yeah, but today's <laughs> 80s, right? Sure. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yes. You
10: could still be president.
1: Well, yeah.
9: Thanks. On both sides <laughs> right <laughs> now. Well, yeah, thanks. Yeah.
10: yeah. Go Gators.
9: All Go right, Mike,
1: thank you. Uh, Tony, welcome to the show.
14: Hey, guys. Yeah, man, you might need a one heck of a spotter if you're doing this in your 80s. Um, hey, Sean, listen, I didn't have a chance to tell you during the season. Before I get to my question, let me just tell you real quick, that was a great call that you had way back in the Tennessee baseball game, Jack's home run, east to right, 99. It kind of helped as the ball was disappearing into the railroad yard. So uh, that was a great call, man. I wanted to let you know that. Thanks. If he keeps hitting
9: them that far, none of us will see the wherever it falls.
14: <laughs> That's for sure, man. Hey, Sean, real quick, um, with the Florida-Georgia game, when you came on last year, did you do any extra studying uh, to bone up on that rivalry compared to other Florida rivalries that we might have, like against Tennessee and uh, Florida State? Or did you just treat it like any other rivalry?
9: No, no. It, to me, it's the it's the. Premier rivalry for the Gators, and uh, you know, the, here's the great thing: is I've got Shane and Tate, right? Tate Casey and Shane Matthews, and Jeff Cardozo. I'm able to lean on those guys pretty hard about the history of the rivalry or Gators football history in general. So, you know, yes, like last year, I was like, oh, I got to learn everything there is to learn about Gators football or, or this. No, no. In a lot of cases, I just need to be smart enough to ask the people who've lived it about those things so yes you go back and you try to understand what key moments along the way were what the trends in the rivalry you know and then you just kind of let the game and the crowd take care of the rest frankly because the whole it sells itself right it sells itself you know i I know there's i know we can't say cocktail party anymore but you know and and we don't have you know an egg bowl or bucket or whatever to play for yeah i don't know just this one just speaks for itself Hate week's pretty funny, too. I I love people talking about hate week. (laughs) You
14: got it, Sean. All right, thanks a lot, buddy. You got it, Tony. (laughs)
1: Thank you. Mike, welcome to the show.
14: Hey, guys. Sean, you're doing great. Uh, I've known Shane for a good while and uh, got to know him even better when he coached my son over at East High School in football. But uh, you got a good guy there beside you. Uh, I've been going to cocktail party for, uh, well, since the early 80s. I got my season tickets. So I've experienced a lot of stuff. Some of it really bad. And, I mean, as far as off-the-field stuff, some of it really good. I had three big ex-Georgia football players take up for us. Uh, one time we were out under by a bunch of Georgia fans. They actually come in and stepped in and took up for us. And uh, I've actually sat there in the motorhome parking lot, and before the game, uh somebody had the Georgia colors out or whatever, you know, Florida colors out, and the game because they were supposed to win, and then after a game, you come back, and they, they change sides, and it's usually a Duval County tag. Um, we, uh, we used to have the first two digits on the tag that designated what county you were from, mm-hmm. so you could tell what county these people were from. So a lot of people don't remember that, but I know Steve probably does. But anyway, I, I appreciate you. Um, really uh, enjoy listening to you. And the only problem is, when we listen to you in, in our stadium. Can hardly hear you about half the game.
9: <laughs> well, just just know this day and age, there's about twenty five thousand wireless signals bouncing around that building, so it's not, it's it's a little harder to clear some of those things. But I appreciate you attempting on that, hey, it, yeah, Mike. It,
14: it ain't that. It ain't that, Bubba. It's uh, the noise.
1: All right. Oh well, that's no that's, that's that's. A great I, I'll fan. take the noise. That's All right, for Mike. Sure. Thank you for your call, Gator Man. Hello.
14: What's going on? How you doing, Sean? You doing all right? I'm doing great. That's good. You're a good uh, Good man for the Gators. I enjoy listening to you. But I'll give you something to look for on the game, Saturday. I got the top 10 thing the Gators need to do to get the win on Saturday. You, you, you timed
9: it up right. Here we go. Let's have it.
14: Number 10, they got to get three turnovers. Number 9, they got to rattle back early. Number 8, they got to win their time of possession. Number 7, they got to run the ball. Number 6, they got to stop the run. Number 5, they cannot turn it over. Number four, they got to unload the offensive playbook. Number three, the defensive tackles need to come alive again. And number two, they need to realize this is the big boy football. And number one, they need to realize what Rick Flair said, if you want to be the man, you gotta beat the man. And George is the man. So the Gators, I think they're gonna get it done. Y'all have a good day. All
9: right, Hi down Gator down. man. There you go. Uh, yep. he he goes so fast I can hardly write him down.
1: Yeah, I can't I, I don't I don't even try. I just he just let him he's been calling here for years and he's a good dude. Yep. Well, let's talk a little bit about that, Sean, because you always hear the it's not a cliche, oh, you know, line of scrimmage league that the SEC is and most every game is here, but in your mind, what are some of the things you think Florida's got to do to come out with the dub
9: here? Yeah, it's line of scrimmage. We'll start with that. Third I think, down. I say that I feel like I say third down all the time, but it's important. But in this game, third down matters a ton. And here's one that kind of stunned me not in a good way is that the Gators' offense is only 33% on third down. That's like next to last in all of FBS, but yet it doesn't feel like it. You're a 5-2 and two football team, but yet you're 33%. And Georgia's dominating offensively and defensively on third down. Now, look, body of work here. Their schedule's been, well, yeah. Charmin-like, shall we say. But anyway, third down, I like that. third down is big in this game. But again, it's it's about who controls the line of scrimmage in a lot of ways and who affects the quarterback. Interestingly enough, so obviously Graham Mertz has been getting beat up pretty good, but yet his completion percentage has stayed strong. I did not realize this as well. Florida is pressuring opposing quarterbacks at forty two percent of drop back opportunities. That's near the top of the league. Yet their sack numbers are down, so you are not you are not getting the sack, but at least you are pressuring the quarterback at a rate of 42 percent. Carson Beck, when he's been pressured this year, is averaging like four yards, 4.3 yards per dump off or whatever. So pressuring him and making him uncomfortable is pretty key. I I think that, you know, we had all that talk about fast start against South Carolina. Do it again because Georgia's been a slow starting team. They're not a very, they haven't been a very good first half team. Now they go out and pound people, don't get me wrong, but Boy, maybe if you can get them back on their heels, you change the whole narrative of the game, you change their posture, everything else, by winning that first quarter. We'll start with that, and then you can build, yeah. build on top and of that. And then you gain confidence as well, yes. you know, to a good start. Yes. By the way, can I give you one more freaky yeah. stat I sure. found this week? yes. Okay, do you remember in game one, Pearsall had two drops Boy, against I, Utah? I don't even remember I mean, that, right but... in the hands type. It was just like, what? what? He's had one drop in his last 44 targets. Wow. One. Pretty
1: remarkable. That is remarkable. Uh, Total Package is with us. Hello. Hey, Sean. How you doing? Well, thanks. Um, Did
14: you ever see the episode of Seinfeld where he did the opposite?
9: Mm, I'm I'm, I'm sure I, I did. Go ahead.
15: So what I'm getting at is this game this week is going to be the opposite game for Billy. I see us winning the toss and Billy taking the ball and driving it down and scoring. And we rush the field and we get Penalty for 15 yards, and we go on
9: to win 35-31. Not happening. What, winning the toss? Because we never win the toss. No. no. you
1: mean choosing the ball first? Well, not rushing the field. Oh,
9: oh, you mean the, he's talking about the team rushing
1: the field yeah, after the first score, yeah. Oh, after the first, yeah. Yeah. That's, yeah. that's just not.
8: Well, look, uh,
9: I'll take everything you said there, because at the end you said Gators win 35-31. So... If that all happens the way you'd call it, okay, because I want the outcome that you predict. Yeah, I'm not I sure the head coach would. I'm not sure
1: the head coach would like were, that. But.
15: If there wasn't a number one in front of the Georgia name,
14: and we just watched this season, I think Gators would be much more confident. I'm pretty confident. I think we're going to win. I think uh, we're due for the win, and I think they're due for an upset. Have
9: right. a great day. Thank you. Am I wrong in saying this? The last SEC East team to
1: beat Georgia was? Florida. Florida. Yes. 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 That's how long it's been. 2020. Take away that you don't like Georgia or whatever. That's pretty remarkable. I don't care what league you're in. Pretty remarkable. Right. None of us should go in here thinking.
9: Yeah. Yeah. George is just some get. Let's let's be real here.
1: Yeah. Yep. Okay. Have a good call. Thank you. And we'll, we'll talk to you next week. Always a pleasure to have the voice of the Gator, Sean Kelly, here. 1243. Time check brought to you by Hayes Jillery. ESPN 981 FM 850 AM WRUF.
0: Gainesville Sports Center. Here's what's trending now on ESPN 981 FM 850 AM WRUF.
3: Good afternoon. I'm Joseph Torviso. Florida soccer hosts number 13 South Carolina to wrap up their 2023 regular season, a win today is vital as the Gators currently sit 12th in the SEC. If they earn all three points, the Gators can potentially qualify for the SEC playoffs. You can catch coverage here at 6.45. Tonight, Week 8 of the NFL season kicks off as the 3-3 Tampa Bay Buccaneers travel to the 4-3 Buffalo Bills. Both teams are looking to bounce back after losing on the weekend. You can catch coverage here, right after Gators soccer. Staying on the gridiron, there's high school football tonight as the 2-6 Trinity Catholic Celtics host the 3-5 PKO Blue Wave tonight at 7 p.m. That's your Gainesville Sports Center. I'm Joseph Torviso.
0: ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM WRUF.
1: A great charity in Palatka is the Roadheaver Boys Ranch, and you know I've been telling you about it for a while. But there's a reason for that because it really does good work. It helps at-risk young boys from difficult home environments find their way again and get their lives back in order. And here's how it happens. It's through your donations of either unused or unwanted vehicles. You, do, you donate. It's tax-deductible, by the way. They fix the vehicles up. Then they resell them. It's the way they get their lives back on track. It helps a really, really good cause. To find out more information, just Google Boy's Ranch Palatka or go to rbr.org, rbr.org. You'll learn more.
8: Hi, this is Dr. Art Mowry of Exceptional
9: Dentistry. Listen to what our clients have to say about their experience at Exceptional Dentistry.
12: Oh, they're just nice people. It's not a bad bad trip to the dentist like it was when I was younger. You know, that was a horrible thing and and now it's it's... Go in, and there are nice people there. They talk to you, they don't hurt you. <laughs> this is fairly important to me. Yeah. When well,
4: you look forward to coming here, it's not yeah.
12: like, oh my gosh, I'm going to the dentist. It's okay, we're going in to see everybody exceptional dentistry. It sounds silly, but it makes a difference in the way you look and feel about things. So it's not just coming to the dentist, it's coming. We being come see our friends. Exactly. They're the best
4: Your home is full of potential, and small changes can make a huge difference. So make your list, pick your designs, and when you're ready to make that potential come to life, rely on Radiant Credit Union to help you get there. A home equity line of credit from Radiant can give you the funds for a home refresh, upgrade to your appliances, or whatever you want to do. Plus, Radiant's special intro rate makes it even more affordable. Visit radiantcu.org slash potential to apply today. Federally insured by NCUA.
5: Attention Florida drivers. October is National Pedestrian Safety Month, and we want to remind you that staying safe is a shared responsibility between you and pedestrians. Last year in Florida, there were over 10,000 pedestrian-related crashes. As a driver, be extra cautious and look out for pedestrians at all times. Slow down and yield to pedestrians in crosswalks. Failure to yield can result in a fine and three points on your license. Remember, safety starts with you. This message is brought to you by the Florida Department of Highway Safety and Motor Vehicles.
8: After a storm, unlicensed contractors prey on homeowners. Always hire a contractor
0: with a state issued license. Verify if your contractor is state licensed at myfloridalicense.com. When severe weather hits Gainesville, WRUF's Hurricane Storm Center is there for you. information regarding severe tropical weather listen live online or on the WRUF radio app for a complete rundown of hurricane emergency services and pre-storm preparedness check out the WRUF storm center at WRUF.com a courtesy of Caribbean Electric Conrad Tree Service and Radio Credit Union Southern Sports Today with Chuck Oliver, weekdays at 2, right here on ESPN 981 FM, 850 AM, WRUF, and on your phone with the WRUF radio app.
8: This is Scott Strickland, and you are listening to Sports Scene with Steve Russell, right here on ESPN
1: 981 FM, 850 AM, WRUF, and anywhere in the world on the WRUF radio app. Now the big one Saturday, Florida, Georgia, CBS has the television broadcast Brad Nestler and my next guest Gary Danielson will have it. And Gary, it's good to have you back. Thank you for doing this. So many things I want to ask you, but let's start with the Georgia perspective and the elephant in the room is Brock Bowers. How does Georgia, you know, make up for his loss? They got a couple of transfer wide receivers that came and even though he doesn't hit the portal a lot, they've been a little bit Suspect, if you will, but how do you think Georgia will do what I just said, try to make things work without Bowers?
7: Yes, Steve, it's probably the, the question of the game, and, and thanks for having me. Sure. You know, um, this Georgia team has is a lot different than they were a year ago. You know, they had the swagger of Stetson Bennett, they had two NFL offensive tackles, they had one of the unique uh, tight end combinations in Darnell Washington and Brock Bowers that gave people fits. Uh, they had an NFL coordinator calling plays. They were healthy at running back. I mean, there, there's a lot of difference here in this offense. And then coming into this year, Amarius Mims, their five star tackle gets hurt. Uh, they've had a, a tragic loss of a, a guard uh, that forced, you know, a shuffling of younger players, and, and they continue to win. Um, you're right. Um, you know, Carson Beck has come through for them. But your guess is as good as mine. I mean, there's a lot of people that follow Florida football and wonder exactly what they are. But right now, I think you could make a legitimate question. As, um, how good is this Georgia football team, even with Brock Bowers, and now without them? And, again, the measurement of Georgia is not that they're good. Is it the national championship good? This is back to when Florida was running at the top there with Urban Days the management of 10 or 11 games is not good enough. You've got to win them all.
1: Yeah, uh, Let's flip this to Florida. Um, uh, yeah. Some people did not think the Gators would have a good year. They've already, they're have already 5-2. and two. They're kind of playing on house money with a tough schedule coming up. As you look at Florida, Gary, what do you see on tape when you watch this team?
7: Yeah, I think it's going to be the same question that what uh, Kirby and his defensive staff looks at. What exactly is Florida going to do to attack Georgia? I mean, uh, they started off the year, I mean, we all thought that, uh, you know, this team would be built around their running backs, which is really strong. Um, I think there's no player in college football that has outperformed what the conventional wisdom was than Graham Mertz coming to Florida. I mean, Steve, you know better than I, but when this was announced, I I, I think around the league there was laughter. And within the Gator fans, it was almost – Bordering on embarrassment to sign the Wisconsin quarterback, yeah. and he's been nothing but maybe the brightest spot on this team. Um, it may be that their wide receivers and their receiving tight end might be the strength of their team. I don't think anybody going to this game has any idea how they will at- attack offensively against Georgia.
1: You know, for all the, the 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 what Georgia has accomplished, it's what have you done for me lately? It's winning the next game. All those draft choices, especially on the defensive side of the ball to the NFL, okay. Gary, are they still elite defensively? Well, they're an elite in talent acquisition. Uh, well, there is no
7: doubt that they have a, still a 1-85 to 85 squad that is elite. And if you look at you know college football, the teams with the most four and five stars win championships. So you have to give them the benefit of the doubt. I said this in other interviews that um, everybody knows the greatness of Nick Saban, you know, but Nick Saban is now towards the, you know, what's cut it the, the fourth quarter of his career and having a great year coaching this year. But Kirby Smart is as intense of a coach and intensity and recruiting as anybody I've seen since Urban Meyer. Those two guys, young, aggressive, and their teams back when Urban was at Florida And now Kirby here at Georgia, they play with that chip on their shoulder.
1: Gary Danielson, our guest here from CBS Sports, he and Brad Nestle have the television call Saturday from Jacksonville, Florida, Georgia. Um, You often hear the expression, Gary, the SEC is a line of scrimmage league. Is this a line of scrimmage game? Uh, That's a good question. Um, I think that
7: Florida's offensive line has to prove themselves in this game. That they don't get run over and give Graham Mertz opportunities to make plays. I mean, we saw an inkling that Graham Mertz was a better quarterback than what people gave him credit, even in the Utah game, his quick decision making, his accuracy. But as he's gone on here, he showed escapability, uh, leadership. I mean, I mean, this is a real feather in Billy Napier's cap because I felt that when he first signed him, you know, people around Florida was going, "What the heck? <laughs> you know, this is not what we thought we'd be getting for our quarterback." But it's going to be dependent on that offensive line to give him a half second more, because uh, in this game, when Georgia comes at you, it's just not edge rushers. They come at you from the front four or five, and the two linebackers as well. So that offensive line is going to have to have a good game, and. You know, how do they keep Georgia off balance? And I would say they're going to have to run the ball a bit. You know, I know they run the ball much better at home than they do on the road. Well, this is neutral. So could they have a neutral game in running the ball and still keep that play-action pass game alive? That's up to the Florida offensive line. I think Georgia's offensive and defensive lines already have the credibility that they will show up.
1: Interesting. Uh, if you look at the SEC East, Florida, Georgia, Missouri control their own destiny. And next week, Georgia plays Missouri. Florida plays right. Missouri later in the year. Uh, I think Missouri offensively, Gary, is darn legit. What do you think of the Tigers?
7: Yeah, they, they're, they're the, obviously the surprise team of the year. Um, you know, I think they'll have a tough chore playing at Georgia because I just think Georgia is going to be a little bit too more much more physical. Missouri is a kind of a spread them out, you know, finesse team, and they're they're good at it. Um, but hey, you know, I mean, I, this league is crazy sometimes. And you know, the first couple of years that I did the SEC championships was pretty much predictable, and then all of a sudden, Missouri played in two SEC cha- you yeah. know, championship games. So uh, anything's possible. But but you're right. Uh, what does separate this league is not you know the top teams. You know, the Penn State, Ohio State, Michigan, Oklahoma, Texas, and then the top of the SEC, they're comparable in talent. What's different is the back end of the SEC, especially in the offensive and defensive lines, and that's where Missouri is going to have to show they can take that next step.
1: Last question for you. Uh, let's go to the West. Uh, I, I agree with you in all – I mean, sabin has been a great coach, but he's done, I think, a terrific coaching job this year with sure. not as much talent as he usually has. You know, LSU is great on offense, questionable on defense. How do you see the West right now?
7: Well, it's, it's going to go through Alabama, but the one team that is not a great matchup in my mind for Alabama is LSU because of the number of points they can score on anybody. And, I mean, this could be a tennis match. Um, <laughs> and, you know, LSU is going to score and hold serve. One would think they've been doing it against anyone. Can Alabama keep pace? That is going to be the question of the game, but I I look at them the way you do, too. I think the pressure is off Alabama this year. They're enjoying playing for Nick Saban. He's having enjoyment, maybe not during the games when it seems all to be going wrong, but after the game, and I think they love playing for Jalen Milrow as a teammate. He stood up early in the year and took blame when they weren't doing well. He accepted the benching. And he makes a lot of plays. I think his teammates love playing for
1: him. All right, we're going to see what happens on Saturday. Again, Brad Nestler, Gary Danielson, the call for CBS, Florida, Georgia. I always appreciate your time, Gary. Thank you for taking the time to do it.
7: See, there won't be many more. I've enjoyed all the years. Thanks for talking yes. to me in the past. You yes, same, same to you,
1: my friend. I appreciate you. Thank you, Gary Danielson. Uh, and he's right. Um, you know, look, I, I over the years, uh, you develop friendships. And uh, But the only constant is change. I mean, I'm old enough to remember when it was the Big Eight, right? (laughs) The Big Eight seems like it was 50,000 years ago. Well, it wasn't that long ago. I mean, things do change, and that's why I brought up, I think, on the show yesterday about, you know, will you be sad to see the SEC on CBS go? They've been doing it a long time. Vern Lundquist did it. You know, now Brad Nestler doing it, and Gary's been doing it for a long time. So um, one last hurrah for CBS before that new contract kicks in. Uh, next hour, top of the hour, we'll be talking to Mark Weiser, who covers Georgia for the Athens-Banner Herald, and then I'm going to bring in uh, former Gator assistant coach Anthony Grant, who's now coaching at Dayton. Uh, they had an event there a few nights ago uh, that was such a cool thing. It it was for a sad occasion, uh, but... They certainly made the best out of a bad situation. He will tell you about that when he's here. The last half hour of the show today will give you a chance to uh, call up and talk some sports today. Uh, and then tomorrow is our normal prognostication Friday day. Uh, got some good games to pick. I'm really anxious to see if Gator Nation picks with its heart or its head uh, You know where this, where this matchup is. Hour one of sports scenes in the books. I'm Steve Russell. Hour two coming up. Stay with us. ESPN, 98.1 FM, A50 AM, WRUF.
0: Two five one cg Gainesville from the Spurrier's Gridiron Grill Studios. We are ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF.
5: Dave Mays Automotive. We get the bugs
1: out of your car. College football season is here, and there's lots of great plays being made. Hey, it's Steve Russell. Let me tell you about one of my favorite plays when it comes to my automobile. I take it to Dave Mays Automotive. Why? Because I trust the team to treat me and my vehicle with respect, integrity, and honesty. If you're tired of being treated like a number at the chain stores, make a great play and head to Dave Mays Automotive, located at 2905 Northeast 19th Drive in the industrial complex behind the Sunnies on Waldo Road. Brakes, A.C., oil changes, tires, engine and transmission work, and of course, their famous bug check. Modern to import diesel trucks and fleet service—they do it all. Learn more at DaveMaysAutomotive.com.
0: Dave Mays
1: Automotive, we get the bugs, all of them bugs, out of your car. The future of joint pain relief is here—it's QC Kinetics Advanced Regenerative Medicine. Amazing stuff. Hey, it's Steve Russell. If you've been told more steroids or surgery are your only options, don't be so fast. Get a second opinion and learn more about how you can harness your body's own healing agents to attack that joint pain. And I'm talking lasting relief. QC Kinetics doesn't mask the pain. These treatments go to the very root of the problem, using concentrated healing properties placed directly in your joint to restore and repair that damaged tissue. Imagine living your life this fall with no more pain in your knees, hips, shoulder, or back, with no drugs, downtime, or surgery. Listen, life's about motion, and QC Kinetics is giving people their lives back with these all-natural treatments. Call QC Kinetics for a free consultation, the nation's leader in regenerative medicine. Call QC Kinetics now with clinics in Gainesville, Ocala, and The Villages, 352-400-4550, 352-400-4550, QC Kinetics.
5: Mike Lester believes a good financial advisor helps you map out a plan for each step of your retirement without taking a commission. Mike also happens to be the founder of Talon Wealth and is on a mission to help those near and in retirement protect and grow their nest egg. And he's ready to prove it with the Talent Satisfaction Guarantee. It's pretty simple for any new client that hires Talon to actively manage their portfolio. If you aren't satisfied after one year, for any reason, Talon will refund 100% of your advisor fees. Yep, that's right. For any new client that hires Talon to actively manage their portfolio, if you aren't satisfied after one year, for any reason at all, Talon will refund 100% of your advisor fees. Call 352-751-3200 to learn more about Talent satisfaction guarantee. That's 352-751-3200 or visit guardingyournesteg.com.
4: Advisory services through Talon Private Wealth and SEC Registered Investment Advisor. Lord License D056341.
0: Welcome to Sports Scene with Steve Russell. Let's talk some sports and have some lunch on ESPN one FM and 8.50 AM WRUF.
1: Hour 2 of Sports Scene commences for this Thursday afternoon. Daniel is our producer. We thank him for his work. He's been busy today. Had a big guest list in the first hour. It's going to continue here. Uh, if you go on, uh, you, you can. our shows are archived. You can hear Urban Meyer... You can hear Gary Danielson. You can hear the voice of the Gators, Sean Kelly. And right now, we're going to talk to Mark Weiser, who's been a guest on our program for quite a long time as he's been covering the Georgia Bulldogs for the Athens Banner Herald. Mark, good to have you. Um, It's hard to get – I mean, look, Georgia is what it is. It's not been beaten in however many games, number one in the country all year long, and they've done this through some adversity, kind of been beat up and injuries – where do you see this Georgia football team as right now as it gets set to play on Saturday?
15: Well, they should be uh, rested like the Gators uh, w- with a much-needed bye week after the Brock Bowers' high ankle sprain and, and his tightrope surgery that's going to keep him out for a few weeks. Um, you know, they had their best game of the season um, you know, against Kentucky on October 7th and then kind of reverted back to what they've done most of the season, which is, to, I guess, play down to the level of their opponent or or not really – um be able to put away teams like you're kind of accustomed to with the two-time uh you know reigning national champions um you know they they've had slow starts and um you know haven't necessarily lived up to their own expectations but like you mentioned they are unbeaten and they have a tough stretch they'll be favored in every game obviously
1: uh do they get anybody back from injury this week
15: yeah, it looks like uh, very likely that Amarius Mims, uh, their starting right tackle, who is uh, probably a top 15 overall NFL draft pick, um, will be back. Uh, he's practiced this week. It's you know a matter of whether they feel like he's closest to 100 percent, or do you want to put a guy out that's um, you know at 85, 90 percent, uh, or do you want to stick up Xavier, uh, Xavier Truss, who who got banged up himself last last time out with an ankle injury. Um, They have a couple options there. If if they do uh, bring in uh, Mims, they will move Truss probably back to his left guard spot where he was playing before. But, I mean, Mims is their best offensive lineman, so I would expect, um, you know, if he's uh, as close to 100% as possible, they would uh, insert him back in.
1: You know, winning is great, but sometimes there's a burden of that. And, you know, all these games in a row that George has won – I think their fan base just expects them to roll out and just knock everybody off, you know, 40 to 10 or something like that. How has this particular group, some of those guys who played last year and won, how they handled all of this so far, Mark?
15: Yeah, I mean, they are just about winning. I mean, they're not really complaining. At least they probably take their cue from Kirby Smart, who, you know, while he wants them to perform at a certain level, he's not going to apologize for any kind of wins. So I mean they've they've definitely been hampered with you know especially a running back. I mean they they really there's been uh you know rare occasions where you've had uh Dejon Edwards and Kendall Milton who was supposed to be your best two running backs um available at the same time. Uh, even the last game against Vanderbilt Milton didn't play in the second half because he re-injured a knee. Uh he she should be back uh, this week as well but but Dejon Edwards been kind of they're Cow, He's been leading them in rushing uh, ever since he came back from uh, two games out himself to start the season. They have another guy, Branson Robinson, that might have emerged as, as the best running back on Georgia that had an injury in the preseason that he's lost uh, for the year. So um, they have a guy, Dylan Bell, who's a wide receiver that they've been uh, you know, getting carries in the backfield. Um, a walk-on named Cash Jones. It's also a threat out of the backfield, and they've been using him. So it's not necessarily the RBU uh, that you expect from
1: Georgia. One of the things, you know, I, I heard Kirby on the SEC teleconference and you know, I don't know if he's come out, you know, earlier in the week, maybe when as his presser early in the week about, you know, if somebody asked how they're gonna work the offense without Brock Bowers. So a two part question, Mark. Has he been asked that? And if he was asked that, what was his answer?
15: Yeah, I mean that was a conversation that was dominating during the off week. I mean I probably wrote four or five Brock Bowers-related stories. Um, <laughs> yeah, that, might have, that, might have, that might have been the only thing I wrote about except for, I don't remember when the Michigan stuff came out, probably the end of last week. Um, so it, the answer is, you know, we're not replacing Brock Bowers. Nobody needs to be Superman. That's what, that's what Kirby Smart's been saying. I mean, even they're, they're not they're trying to, you know, make sure they don't put too much pressure on Oscar Delp, who becomes the top tight end. And he's well-regarded and highly recruited in his own right, but, you know, has been kind of a complementary player with – Bowers and Darnell Washington last year. Um, but, you know, it's not just going to be about the tight ends. I mean, we mentioned Dejon Edwards. They, they might lean more heavily on the run game, but I, I expect it's going to be more about Dominic Lovett, a wide receiver out of Missouri who had a career-high uh, or a season-high nine catches uh, against Vanderbilt. You know, once uh, Bowers went out, he seemed to be targeted more. Um, you know, Ladd McConkey didn't play much in the second half against Vanderbilt because he's been dealing with a back injury all season and missed the first four games. But, you know, maybe he's ready to kind of be the Lad McConkey that, you know, everyone was expecting from his last two seasons. He's been, um, you know, able to make some key third-down catches, but, but not play as much as, um, you know, they would expect. Um, you know, then there's a guy like Arian Smith who's a deep threat, and just really hasn't um, connected much with Carson Beck, you know, this season. I mean, maybe a guy like him, uh, you know, took some had some growth in the, in the uh, practices in between games, and they can rely on him. They also have a wide receiver, Ra Ra Thomas from Mississippi State. He came in, um, nice deep threat as well. So, um, you know, no one's no one's going to be feeling bad for Georgia. They still have uh, offensive talent, but but they don't have another Brock Bowers.
1: Last question for you. With all the defensive talent that's gone to the NFL the last couple of years, as you watch this team, you know, with the eye test on defense, is this still an elite defense?
15: Yeah, I think it's an elite defense. Um, Although Georgia's definition of elite might be different than, you know, other people. I mean, they still lead the nation in like third down um, defense in terms of opponents converting on them at the lowest percentage. Uh, they don't have a, a top. Uh, they don't have a first round draft pick uh, for for twenty twenty four on the defensive line now, and they've had like five in the last couple of years, so, uh, so somewhere like that. And, and uh, you know their strength is probably on the back end with with Malachi Starks, Javon Bullard, Kamari Lassiter. Um, you know, Tyke Smith leads the, the team in interceptions with four. years a transfer from West Virginia. They have very good inside linebackers, dumas Johnson, uh, and Smile Munden. I don't know if either of them are going to be like a Nakobe Dean. Um, you know, and uh, be a, an early-round draft pick, uh, you know, maybe uh, maybe Mondin, Um But, you know, it's a, it's a group that, um, you know, they're not getting to the quarterback that much, they're not getting that many sacks, but but they're still getting the job done. I mean, uh, nobody's scored more than 21 points against them this season.
1: Okay. Uh, I always ask this. Uh, where can people see your work if they want to learn more about this game before it starts from the Georgia perspective?
15: Uh, Yeah, just go to OnlineAthens.com, and uh, there should be plenty of uh, Georgia-Florida coverage on there.
1: Okay. I always appreciate you, Mark. Thanks for taking the time.
15: Yeah, good to be with you. Take care. Thank you.
1: Yep, Mark Weiser covers the Bulldogs for the Athens Banner Herald. Um, All right, going to get to an email or two here before I bring Anthony Grant in here. Um, Mike says, professional baseball and college football have so watered down their playoff systems, they've almost guaranteed the best team will not be victorious. Witness the 500 Arizona playing in the World Series in a 12-team playoff system that totally waters down the regular system, promotes injury to elite teams, and almost guarantees the very real possibility of multiple lost champions on a regular basis. Is this really what we want? Television's running our cherished legacy, ruining our, I think he meant, cherished legacies by expanding the playoffs to line their pockets, and it also lines the players' pockets, too, uh, while making it less and less likely the best team won't prevail and we shake our heads like sheep. Previous systems have gotten it right over 90% of the time. A 12-team tournament certainly will not. Um, we can discuss that. Maybe we can do that tomorrow. Um, Mark says, I've heard the following take by some callers, Gator podcast host and radio host. Hall is arguably one of the top 10 best wide receivers to ever play at UF. Heard it again today. I can't bite by time any longer. He's a nice wide receiver, but to argue he's in the top 10 is silly to me. And he mentions people like Quezzy, Ike, Ernie Mills, Riddell Anthony, Doring, Collinsworth, uh Harrison Houston, Jack Jackson, Willie Jackson, Percy, Tony. Uh Trey Tony was not. I don't consider him to be the top ten wide receiver at all. Uh Trey Everett, I don't think he's in the top ten either. Uh Travis McGriff, Lewis Murphy, and probably some others. Your thoughts? Well, the game has changed. Right? And I think now it's not about I mean they don't throw it nearly as much as they did with Spurrier. You get that. But I think the fact, his reliability, Sean mentioned this, that he's dropped one ball, his last 44 catches or whatever. Um, but I see what you're saying. I mean, does he, does he jump at you off the page, uh, in terms of, you know, touchdowns or number of yards? No, I, I, I get the point. 113, time check brought to you by Hayes Jolie. Anthony Grant's going to join us next, former Gator assistant, now the coach. Uh, at Dayton in basketball, ESPN 98 1 FM 850 AM WRUF.
0: Gainesville Sports Center, here's what's trending now on ESPN 98 1 FM 850 AM WRUF.
3: Good afternoon, I'm Joseph Turviso. Florida Soccer hosts number 13 South Carolina tonight to wrap up their 2023 regular season. A win tonight is vital as the Gators currently sit 12th in the SEC. If they earn all three points, the Gators can potentially qualify for the SEC playoffs. You can catch coverage here at 645. Tonight, Week 8 of the NFL season kicks off as the 3-3 Tampa Bay Buccaneers travel to the 4-3 Buffalo Bills. Both teams are looking to bounce back after losing on the weekend. You can catch coverage here right after Gators Soccer. Sticking with Tampa, the 3-2-2 Lightning host the 0-5-1 San Jose Sharks at 7pm. They're looking to get back-to-back wins after their 3-0 win over Carolina on Tuesday. That's your Gainesville Sports Center. I'm Joseph Torviso.
0: ESPN 98-1FM, 850 W R U F.
1: Heads up to Florida healthcare workers. I've got money-saving news for you. My healthcare federal credit union is now FICARE Federal Credit Union, same location, same great service with benefits that fit your lifestyle as a health care worker. Try their fixed rate visa card, an unsecured loan or home equity loan. You can use their concierge auto buying service and FICARE will lower your rate by a quarter percent. Buy a green vehicle and save up to 0.5 percent. So why wait? Switch today to FICARE Federal Credit Union. You can find them online at FICAREFCU.org. FICAREFCU.org, the bank I've been with for over 30 years. FICARE Credit Union.
4: Mom, can I have some ice cream? I've got a better idea. Who wants to help me make something fun and healthy instead? Eating smarter is easy and delicious.
8: Interested in receiving healthy recipes and a whole lot more in your email? Then register at
7: healthiestweightfl.com and learn more about all the small steps that you can take on the way to living healthy. This message is sponsored by the Ounce of Prevention Fund of Florida, the Florida Department of Health, the Florida Association of Broadcasters, and this radio station.
1: Hey, Steve Russell here. I want to tell you about the Road Heaver Boys Ranch in Palatka. This facility houses at-risk young boys from troubled homes and is sustained by donated cars, trucks, boats, RVs, or any vehicle. Donations are tax-deductible and go a long way towards helping these boys learn real-life skills by repairing the vehicles and reselling them. The Road Heaver Boys Ranch has been helping boys for over 70 years. They need your help. So please consider donating your unused or unwanted vehicle. Google Boys Ranch Palatka or go to rbr.org and learn more.
8: Florida is kayaking country. Kayaks are a great vessel for exploring the state's beautiful waterways. But it's important to be prepared for the journey, regardless of your experience level. Get your boater education and learn about you and your craft's abilities. It'll help you have a safer, more enjoyable time on the water. Before you go, know your limits and always wear your life jacket. Safe boating is no accident. To learn more, visit the Florida Fish and Wildlife Conservation Commission at myfwc.com. Here's the kickoff, and this game is underway. Can't make it to the game? This season, make sure you get the best at-home experience with video and audio from Electronics World. EW features big-screen HD TVs and projectors from Sony and Super Sound from Yamaha, Sony, and Marantz with speakers from Bowers and Wilkins, Geff, and Martin Logan. See and hear for yourself.
13: Visit Electronics World in Gainesville or online at electronicsworld.net.
8: After a storm, unlicensed contractors prey on homeowners. Always hire a contractor with a state-issued license. Verify if
0: your contractor is state licensed at MyFloridaLicense.com. We are proud to be your home for Gators soccer. Spins
8: and fires!
10: Gators on top!
0: You are listening to ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM WRUF, the home of the Florida Gators. And now, more Sports Scene with Steve Russell here on ESPN 981 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF and online at WRUF.com.
1: Imagine, if you will, you have a son or a daughter that takes their own life. That's just something that nobody ever thinks would happen to them and sometimes it happens to people that are famous sometimes it happens to people that nobody knows but it happened to my next guest anthony grant former gator assistant coach now the head basketball coach at dayton university but i i wanted anthony to be here because anthony i saw this uh and i i just had to contact you because it was such a great thing that happened at your arena when ohio state came to play an exhibition game to help uh, your, your daughter, Jada, J, uh, after that tragedy. So I wanted you to talk a little bit about that. So thank you for doing this. First of all.
6: Yeah. Well, thank you, Steve. It's good to talk to you again, man. And it's been a while. Um, yeah, but Steve, I think the, the tragedy that my family and I suffered back in May of 2022, when our, our daughter, um, took her life after about a year, year and a half battle with, um, depression and anxiety. Um, you know, it was devastating and something that, um, you know, I would, I would not want any other family to ever have to go through. And so, you know, as we processed our grief, you know, one thing my wife, Chris and I decided was that we wanted to try, um, to bring a purpose to the pain that we were suffering. And we're very, very, um, committed to our faith and our faith is what kind of carried us through the most difficult time of my life and, and, and obviously of our family's life. And so one of the things we wanted to do was try to bring some awareness to the mental health issues and, and mental health period uh, specifically as it relates to anxiety and depression and, and more specifically to young people. You know that that 14 15 to 27 28 year old age range um obviously our daughter was 20 um when she took her life and i work with young people you know in that 17 18 to 24 25 year old range so i see you know what uh, you know what what they go through and some of the stresses on them um, not only as student athletes but just as as, as as regular students, as, as people uh, in, in our communities and society. And so the idea was to try to bring some awareness to the resources available in our communities um, to some of the stigmas that prevent people from wanting to take advantage of or even have a conversation just around the subject of mental health. And then also to try to provide uh, some support and resources to people that are doing great work in that space um, and just let them know how much they're appreciated and, and and try to again provide some type of help so that they can continue to do the work that they do
1: you know I just from reading about the event Anthony um, you know coach Holtman with Ohio State you know was was yeah. so cooperative and a lot of money was raised here you had speakers you had, you know, people on the Jumbotron, you know, Chad Johnson and Ryan Shazier, people like that. Yeah. Um yeah. I thought it was so cool to see, you know, two teams, two coaches, two organizations come together like that for a cause and I'm sure uh you you, you had to respect what Ohio State did to help in this as well.
6: Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, Steve, I, I reached out to Coach Holtman back in the spring and just kind of you know, threw out to him the idea I had, and you know, from the minute I got it out of my mouth, he was he was kind of saying, you know, and so I've known him, you know, from a distance. Obviously, we're in the same state, and just watched his teams, but didn't know him personally. And and I can tell you, just his his generosity, his uh, his willingness to bring his team to Dayton to participate in that is huge. You know, Ohio State, you know, is is the state institution. And so just the the amount of attention that that brings for him to be willing to to lend his name to our cause, I'll be forever grateful for that. And, uh, you know, I think you had some other people that did some great work. And like I said, you know, uh, Chris and I, my wife talked about this. It's it's a lot of people that are doing great work in the space. And so with the platform that, that we have, with what we do, just to be able to shine a light on them. And so some of the stuff that you saw, you know, with the, celebrities and the different athletes speaking about mental health and the importance of, of uh, you know, taking care of your, your personal mental health and and knowing the resources available. You know, that was stuff that other people already had. And so we just wanted to, to be able to shine a light on that. And, and hopefully if it made a difference to one person, one family, um, you know, you never know who was here in attendance or, you know, who had a chance to watch the game uh, on TV or streamed, um, maybe it makes a difference for them, and uh, that's a win. And so, uh, yeah, so I, I was very, very happy that uh, Coach Holtman and Ohio State and everybody else involved was willing to participate.
1: I also think, Anthony, from a, you know, you the players you have on the team now. You know, his players on the team that had to be educational for them as well, correct?
6: Yeah, yeah, yeah no question. I think it was very impactful. You know, uh, we had Mark and Kim Helensky, whose son played a quarterback at Washington State and uh, tragically took his life back in 2018. So they came in and they spoke. Um, we had, you know, our athletes in attendance. We had other sports in attendance. We had people from the community in attendance, and their message was really powerful. And I, it was great that our guys had a chance to, to listen to that. But they also had a chance to record some messages of their own just in terms of, the importance of them taking care of their mental health and what that looks like. So I think anytime you can expose young people or anybody to that topic, you know, and you break down some of the stigmas around having that conversation, you know, we can, we can have a conversation about, you know, uh, diabetes and, and, you know, uh, cancer and, and, and even a, an abscess tooth, you know, but when you talk about, you know, some mental health issues as it relates to, you know, specifically, you know, depression, or anxiety that for whatever reason seems to be a tougher conversation for people to want to have and just to realize that it is an illness and, and that there is help, um, you know, either, either through, uh, medication or, or talk therapy or a lot of different things that, that I'm still learning about, you know, but I think just for people to realize that, um, they're not alone. It's okay not to be okay. And it's okay to ask for help. And uh, you don't have to you don't have to suffer in silence, you don't have to suffer alone. And uh that there are a lot of resources, uh a lot of people that are doing great work that can make a difference uh for a lot of people.
1: Uh Obi Toppin came back. Uh did you know he was coming?
6: I didn't. I didn't. I saw him about uh man, thirty seconds before tip-off. <laughs> he walked in the building and I was surprised to see him, gave him a hug and I had no idea you know that he was going to be as generous and do what he did you know for uh, for Jay's life for the the uh the charity that my wife uh you know and I started you know in honor of our daughter you know to try to provide some resources to help people but uh you know Obi it's not surprising Steve if you know Obi at all he has got a huge heart and uh you know uh, a lot of love and uh yeah he he was he was awesome
1: uh, I'll end uh, with looking ahead for your team. What, what do you tell me about your team this year? What do you see?
6: Yeah, yeah, I, I like our group. We've got a nice mix of some veteran guys, um, some returners, and then we've got uh, some transfers that have college experience, so they're they're new to us, but they're not new to college basketball. And then we've got a group of freshmen uh, that are new to to us, new to college basketball, but we feel like they're they're a talented group. So. Hopefully we can, you know, have some depth. Hopefully we can be healthy. And, uh, you know, we've got a very challenging schedule ahead of us, but but I like the group. They, they're willing to work, and uh, we've just got to continue to build it and put it together.
1: Uh, on a final note, if somebody listening wants to donate to Jay's Light Fund, how can they do that?
6: Uh, we've created a website called jayslight.org, um, J-A-Y-S Light, um, and uh, there's some information on there uh, about, our our daughter's story and, um, you know, what some of the things, obviously the event we had, you know, last week, I think some information is on there about that. And then there's also a place where if people uh, see fit in their situation to, to try to help, um, you know, it's certainly an opportunity to do that. But, you know, Steve, more importantly, it's it's, uh, just people to know that there's help, you know, and that there's there's resources. And if, if we can take, you know, what I would, like I said, not want anybody to have to experience. Um, we can bring some purpose to it and help other people, um, and and that's that's what this is all about. So I appreciate you allowing me to share that. I appreciate you thinking about me and uh, miss you, man. And hope uh, everybody there in Gated Country is doing well and and best wishes.
1: Same to you, my friend. I appreciate you sharing your story. Thank you.
6: Okay. Thanks, dude. You got it, Anthony.
1: Oof. Not uh, speechless much, but I don't know what you do after that. 128 Time Check brought to you by Hayes Jewelry. Our final half hour coming up, ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF.
0: From the heart of campus and the College of Journalism and Communications on Stadium Road, ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF.
9: Hi, this is Dr. Art Mowry of Exceptional Dentistry. Listen to what our clients have to say about their
8: experience at Exceptional Dentistry.
10: One other thing that I like about Exceptional Dentistry compared to other practices I've been to is it's one practice. From soup to nuts, whatever I need in terms of my dental care, I know that they're going to be accountable and responsible to... What services they're providing for me. Other practices that I've dealt with over the years I felt like I had to triangulate whether it be someone extracting and another person implanting. Here it is a one-stop party shop. You're gonna get every level of care that you need in terms of your dental care. I've become a new person since all of these treatments have started. I'm extremely pleased with the time and the money investment that I've made into this.
8: This is Dr. Kim Mowry and if you think you have dental problems that are too big to overcome We're here for you. Please visit us at ExceptionalDentistry.com. That's ExceptionalDentistry.com. At the Wood Stove and Fireplace Center, there's always excitement around football, family, and the first hint of the fall season. Family owned and operated since 1975, the Wood Stove is the area's premier dealer of wood, gas, and electric stoves and fireplaces. Visit our showroom today to see our large selection of contemporary and traditional styles. Give your fireplace a facelift with our custom glass doors, screens, tool sets, and more. The Wood Stove and Fireplace Center, downtown Gainesville. Or visit woodstoveflorida.com.
5: This message is sponsored by the Florida A&M University Medical Marijuana Education and Research Initiative, the Florida Association of Broadcasters, and this radio station.
6: Mary on Demand is live. Start your marijuana education journey today. Learn at your own pace and check out the Medical Marijuana Education Series. You decide what you'd like to learn and win with Mary on Demand. Visit mary.famu.edu. That's mmer if And remember, recreational marijuana is still illegal in Florida. Mary. Educate. Learn. Talk.
11: Buy a seat for the Breeders' Cup World Championships, and chances are you won't use all of it, just the edge, because that's where the experience will have you, on the edge of your seat to witness the brightest stars from around the world, on the edge of your seat for the long shots, the upsets, and an experience that's truly a breed apart. November 3rd and 4th at Santa Anita Park. They'll come from around the globe to keep you on the edge of your seat. You can get your tickets today at breederscup.com. Worn-out tires are a danger to you, your passengers, and other drivers. TireRack.com reminds you to inspect your tires regularly. Grab a quarter, stick it in the tread, and if you can see the top of Washington's head, it's time to replace. Go to my page, TireRack.com slash Dan. Use the Tire Decision Guide to find the right tires for how and what and where you drive. Choose from the full lineup of Goodyear tires and tread confidently. TireRack.com. TireRack.com is the way tire buying should be.
0: From the UF Weather Center, here is your WRUF Weather Update.
4: Your Thursday will be a lot like every other day this week with partly to mostly cloudy skies and highs in the 80s. It'll also be a little breezier and muggier than normal. Heading into tonight, skies will clear out and temperatures tumble into the 60s. On Friday, sunshine and 80s are coming back. And it will be slightly warmer this weekend, but dry weather continues. From the UF Weather Center, I'm meteorologist Jeff George.
0: This is the swamp. Snap back, looking left. Throws.
11: shot on the floor.
0: Florida against the stop. It's the Florida Georgia game on Saturday, October 28th. 15,
11: 10 to the house. Touchdown, Gator.
0: Kickoff is set for 3.30 Eastern, 2.30 Central, with pregame coverage beginning at 12.30 Eastern, 11.30 a.m. Central, right here on your home for Florida Gators football. We are ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 a.m. WRUF. The Dan Patrick Show, weekday mornings at 9, right here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 a.m. WRUF, and anywhere in the world on the WRUF radio app.
11: This is Gators head men's basketball coach Todd Golden. And you are listening to Sports Scene with Steve Russell right here on ESPN, 981 FM, eight fifty AM, WRUF, and anywhere in the world on the WRUF radio app.
1: Home stretch. Three nine two eight two five five. Tampa Mike says, "Interesting, the three teams left are running for the East: Florida, Georgia, Missouri. All play each other, so head to head will be important." Would have to beat Georgia at a neutral site, Missouri on the road, as well as LSU on the road. UF's barely won one SEC road game under Napier against one of the poor teams in the conference. Missouri has to play Georgia in Athens, but after an open date, don't see them winning there. This looks like Georgia's division, even if a miracle happened, and UF won on Saturday, remaining realistic. Let's go to Greg. Hi, Greg. Hey, Steve. I just want to thank you. You choked me up a bit because Coach Grant, you know, my
10: prayers for his family. Um, I lost my father to suicide. And the one thing that really sucks about suicide is, you you know, a lot of people get closure when you go to a hospital and you know your loved one's going to pass. There is some closure in it. And with suicide, there's some closure. You never get it. And I want to ask you specifically about a Gator uh, question, but I'll just end with this. Rose Kennedy once said, and she saw her share of tragedy, Mrs. Kennedy, she said, it's been said that time heals all wounds. I do not agree. The wounds remain. In time, the mind protecting its sanity covers them with scar tissue and the pain lessens, but it's never gone. And I would just say amen to that. And anybody needs medical or uh, you know some therapy mental health or something they definitely need to um, go see somebody because those of us get yeah, left behind we don't ever get closure and it really sucks but Steve my question for you is is <clears throat> I'm worried about the Georgia passing game I was telling your producer it's usually the other way around they're the ones worried about our passing game and um I'm not so certain about our run game I would say it's kind of opposite but It does seem like we got to stop their passing game straight out of the gate. I mean, just shut it down, get in the quarterback space like you and Sean mentioned. And I'm just wondering what your thoughts are on how these DBs, young DBs, and maybe in time it will pay dividends for us later. But just right now in this game, I'm worried about our DBs and just any thoughts you have on that subject and go Gators. And and, um, prayers for Coach Grant.
1: All right, Greg, thank you. Um, There's a lot of different ways you can look at this, Right. Georgia does not wow you on offense. In other words, Bowers is a terrific player, right? But does anybody on their offense, which you would consider to be electric? I, I don't think so. And if you heard Sean Kelly earlier in the program, uh, you know, Florida might have an advantage at the skill position. Slight, but might have it. But, Florida's secondary has been vulnerable to a big play, and I think Georgia will take some deep shots. That they they've done that in the past, but I still think this is a line of scrimmage league. Whether it's running the game rather, either running the ball or protecting the passer, it it, it really does it, it it it's there every game. But I think that in games like this, it's heightened. I just think that's. How this is. Um, William stays on the, uh, sign stealing thing. Uh, you mentioned an intriguing point about how Gator fans would be mad if, for example, Arkansas fans won a game by stealing signs. Um, now, Billy Napier yesterday said this is real, that this does happen. He said, um, I'd be fuming, but not mad at the obvious candidate of Arkansas. I'd be furious at Billy Napier. You simply can't allow your signs to be stolen, and the preventative measures are ones we've already discussed. You asked if a guy with a phone is how it was intended to be. I tell you it's a relative statement, considering the forward pass was illegal in football for decades. Take a look around your local high schools. Most fly a drone and get real-time data to make in-game adjustments. The game changes with technology just how it is. There's a difference if technology changes to where i can tap a phone william and i and i can tap it is that right is that right there are rules and one thing is for sure here okay i don't care nfl major league baseball whatever certain teams certain organizations maybe all of them i don't know are going to do what they can to bend the rules, and maybe outright break them, but there's there's more than smoke here, and I know that the easy the easy solution is go to what the NFL does. Who pays for that? Is Kent State going to be able to afford that? I don't know. Florida can, Georgia can, but can the other schools? So, you know, again. Just to say, I mean, you're, you're right, you shouldn't allow your signs to be stolen. That's why they go to the elaborate stuff to not have them be stolen. But if you got a dude with a phone, right, and you can videotape, or not videotape, but tape, but tape everything, and then you can go back and study that, I don't know. You tell me. Ken, Welcome.
16: Thank you. I was uh, listening to your show, as I always do every day when I get a chance, uh, because I enjoy it a lot. But uh, I was listening earlier, and a gentleman was talking about um, uh, Florida taking the the opening kickoff uh, to to start the game. I would defer, uh, especially since Georgia is slow to start, I would defer and let my defense keep that slow-to-start Georgia offense down and hopefully uh, pin them deep and get a chance via punt to uh, start off uh, in good field position as Florida. And I know they're going to try to cover Ricky Pearsall like a blanket, but that would give other uh, Florida receivers a chance to step up. And I would also uh, put the quarterback in the shotgun and keep him there to try to protect him from uh, blitzing defensive lineman. Uh, as long as I could, until I got the passing game started, and then and then the running game and the passing game take over as Florida gains confidence. I think it's going to be a heck of a game, and I know uh, Georgia's favorite, but I don't. I don't think if they win, that they're going to win by the margin that the experts uh, say that uh, that they will. I think it's going to real. It'll be it'll be a really exciting game, probably one of the most exciting games of the of the entire year.
1: Florida's got to prove to me. They can handle Georgia's physicality. Period. That that that's why I talk about line of scrimmage. And as far as the mm-hmm. opening kickoff, uh when I coached, uh I always deferred, always deferred, unless I thought I had a real advantage offensively. In other words, if I thought I could get, take the ball, you know, run down the field and score and get an early lead and you know, that sort of thing, but you know, most of the time I, I'm, I was conservative that way. I, and I do think if, if Florida does win the toss, they will defer.
16: Yeah, because n- not only does it give you a chance to pin the other team deep, in this case, Georgia, but it also gives you the uh, football in the second half. And, if you know, if you're in the game uh, when the second half starts, you've got a chance to score and put Georgia on the ropes uh, or at least punch them in the mouth. And so defer, to me, is just common sense, especially in this scenario.
1: Okay. Appreciate your call, Ken. Thank you very much. Uh, Andrew says, ESPN says, Georgia has an 85% chance to win. I know fans want to win, but is making sure this game doesn't get out of hand in the first half. A good idea. Just see if you can stick around to upset them. Is a coach a bad coach if he just tries to stop the bleeding? Is there a moral victory? No, there's not. There is not a moral victory. I mean, look from a fan standpoint, if you lose thirty to twenty-four, is that better than losing, you know, forty-five to six? Sure, it is, right? But at some point, if you're behind thirty to six, you got to throw the ball. If you throw a pick, it's thirty-seven to six. Okay, so what? That that's just the approach I would take to it. Uh, Richard says about the Anthony Grant interview, touching and emotional, important for that family and for us all. Thank you for airing that. Yeah, especially with uh, the type of guy Anthony and his wife the, 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 that they are. Um, that's just tough. Todd says, I think McConkie is able to fill in nicely for Bowers. That said, Florida usually seems to lose sight of tight ends. We must, must, must be able to recognize Georgia's tight ends, not let them run free through zones. We have to have a tight end covered underneath and over the top, take our chance on the wide receivers making plays. Yeah, for some reason, and it really doesn't matter who the coordinator has been, tight ends have really hurt Florida in the past. Now, sometimes you're – I mean, when you face Brock Bowers, he's pretty – it's like, well, Travis Kelsey caught – well, Travis Kelsey, pretty good, right? Sometimes tip of your hat to the, to the talent that's at that position. Um, and look at what Boardingham has all of a sudden been able to do. And to a certain extent, Hanson too. So that's not an easy. That's why tight ends are being used more because they are a mismatch. Who, who covers them? Right? If you, if you cover with a DB, well, then you lose the bulk matchup. If you cover with a linebacker, you may lose the speed matchup. That's why sometimes that's a tough cover. One forty-four. Time check brought to you by Hayes Jewelry. Final segment coming up. Still plenty of time to hear from you. ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF.
0: Gainesville Sports Center. Here's what's trending now on ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM,
7: WRUF. Good afternoon. I'm Hannah Mack. Florida soccer has their senior night tonight and will host the Gamecocks in the final regular season match of the year. Tune in for coverage right here at 645 p.m. In this week's Thursday night football matchup, the four and three Buffalo Bills host the three and three Tampa Bay Bucks. The Bills look to bounce back after a loss to the Patriots last week. You can join in progress right here after the Gators soccer match. The Tampa Bay Lightning will host the San Jose Sharks tonight at 7 p.m. Tomorrow night in high school football, undefeated Buehler will travel to Fleming Island, and undefeated Williston will travel to North Marion. That's your Gainesville Sports Center. I'm Hannah Mack.
0: ESPN, 98.1 FM, 850 AM WRUF. The
8: head ball coach scores again. Steve Spurrier's head beer coach, 1966 American Lager, is now available everywhere at Ben Hill Griffin Stadium. Smooth and refreshing with just enough of a crisp finish. Also available at most places you buy beer. If you don't see it, ask for it. A beer made by Gators for Gators. Make a great play and enjoy a cold one today. Steve Spurrier's Head Beer Coach 1966 American Lager. Please drink responsibly.
2: Sports is about overcoming obstacles. This is Ernie Johnson Jr., and those are the stories I love to tell in the broadcast booth. But the courage of college athletes is more than matched by another group of young men the boys fighting Duchenne muscular dystrophy. It's the most prolific genetic killer diagnosed in childhood, and there's no cure. But college football coaches are doing something about it, and you can help. It's called Coach to Cure MD. Text the word CURE to 501501 to donate $25 on your next mobile phone bill or go online at coachtocuremd.org. Text the word CURE to 501501 today. Help college football coaches cure MD. You'll be proud you did.
8: Sponsored
0: by the American Football Coaches Association. Texting and data rates may apply.
11: Hey Bill, is that a new car? Nah, it's my same ride. I just got the dings taken out and repainted. I got it done at Mako in Gainesville. Wow, looks sharp. I thought it was a new car. Honestly, I was shocked at how good it looks. I'd recommend Mako of Gainesville to anyone.
8: Give your car a brand new look. Take it to Mako in Gainesville. Excellent service and a fast turnaround on quality warranted work. With 0% financing available. Visit M-A-A-C-O-Gainesville.com or call 352-371-4251. Mako of Gainesville on Main Street.
0: From athlete activism to athletic achievements, we have you covered. Your home for every important sports story. ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. The home of the Florida Gators. Sports scene with Steve Russell on ESPN 98.1 FM and 850 AM, WRUF.
1: Don't forget tomorrow we will have our traditional prognostication Friday weather forecast in Jacksonville. You know, it's funny. I, I talked to Jeff George here and Megan Borowski, who are great in the UF Weather Center. It's supposed to be an El Niño, and, and I, I took a meteorology class at Florida, so I have some skin here. But it's if for El Niño. It's supposed to be wet and cold. Um. Maybe El Nino is El Lato, because it ain't wet and it ain't cold, and it's almost November. But I digress. Uh, Porter, hello. Hey,
12: Steve. I'm one of the few people who do not complain about being hot. I'm not. I know it's Florida; it's hot, but I will complain about being cold. So, all right, I'm in the minority, I guess. But I don't mind it being hot. Um, uh, I want to throw my two cents as far as the, the, the cheating, the signs, and so forth. I remember after um, uh, what was it? The Patriots had. The thing where they were supposedly videotaping or something.
8: Mm-hmm.
12: Uh, the other team, John Madden, rest his uh, rest his soul. His he he said, "Well, I always figured if I could see it, they could see it too." And, you know, and so he he basically immediately says it's, it's up to me to make sure that they you know can't uh, understand it or the, or what have you because you know he, that was that was his view and that's sort of been my view. Now I, I understand the technology changing and that kind of thing, and I guess I'm being a little bit of a hypocrite because. I did find it very amusing that uh, Houston Astros go 0-4 in home games and and can't make it to the World Series. And, of course, they had the huge home field advantage with the uh, lids and sign stealing um, that uh, allowed them to hit a lot better at home uh, a few years back. So um, while I say one thing, I can still certainly see the other side. One question I wanted to ask you, and I I haven't heard um, people talk about it here, and I was just curious, the Oklahoma-Texas game – uh, is there a conversation on one side or the other going back and forth as far as moving it, or, or are both teams happy with it being there? You know, because we always hear when the Florida Georgia game, when one side gets, uh, you know, has a, a bad run, then all of a sudden, well, maybe we'll take it out and, and that kind of thing. I was just curious, does the same, do they have the same thing at the uh, Oklahoma Texas? I'll take it off the air. Thanks, okay. Gators. Be safe.
1: Yep. Thank you, uh, Porter. Um, you know, it's funny. Shane's been to that game, Shane Matthews. Um, And I have never been, Uh, but he says uh, it is not the same. But let's also say this, that rivalry is gone after this year, okay, Um, because both are going to the SEC, and they will not play every year. So uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but I think that's right. Um, So there you go. So they will not have that. As an annual, I think they. I'm almost positive that that game is now lost. Um, so, th- they may play it occasionally, but it's not going to be like Florida Georgia. Correct me if I'm wrong, peeps. But I'm about 99 percent sure I'm right. Uh, okay, we got another five six minutes left. Still time for some calls. By the way, Gator Gymnastics is going to have Gator Gymnastics Hype Night. You can meet the 2024 team. It's going to be Monday, December 4th. And we all know how close Florida has come the last couple of years to winning that natty. Um, you can get autographs that night, et cetera. And, again, as it gets closer, we'll, we'll get Coach on here to talk about it. Um, but uh, that's going to be on December 4th. Don't forget, tonight, Gator soccer as they try to qualify for the SEC tournament. Carolina's already in, uh, but Florida needs a win in the worst way to try to get into the SEC tournament. Uh, Gator Cross Country is also uh, at the SEC Championships. That's tomorrow, I think, uh, and it's at South Carolina. I know that. Um, a year ago, the Gator men were 10th, and the women were 5th. But remember Park, Parker Volby last year. Was the SEC cross country individual champion? And uh we'll see what happens this year. Um uh, Paul says uh Georgia has tremendous players, obviously. Um where are they where's their worst statistic uh in the SEC? I don't know the answer to that. I'd have to go look it up. Um I don't know. I, I know They're very near the top in just about everything. And once again, I'm not here to tell you I know, I don't, but I don't know that they're bad in anything where they're way down the list. I'm going to give you a quick... Scoring offense, number two. Total defense, number one. Scoring defense, number one. Uh, Touchdown scored. They're a, a paltry number three in that. Total offensive yards per game, number two. Um total offense, number two. Uh now running the ball, they're not great. They're uh one, two, three, four, fifth at 172 yards a game. Um, so if you want to go there. Against the run, they're number one, only ninety-one yards a game on the ground. Kentucky's the only other team that's below. 100 at 95. Florida's at 125 a game. Uh, What else here? There's about everything I can look at. Georgia's, you know, one, two, or three. Passing offense, number two. Passing defense, number one. Um, Pass completions, uh, Georgia is number one. Passing yards, number two. Passing TDs, well, they're not great there. They're uh, eighth in the league. Special teams, you ask. Field goals. Georgia's 12 of 15. Florida is 12 of 15. So they're exactly even in that. So that's one area, at least, where, um, you know, they're even. And even in punt returns, Georgia's number two in the SEC, almost 13 yards of return. Florida's number three at eight yards a return. So I won't keep going here, but you get my point, right? Their red zone offense, Florida is actually statistically better than Georgia in the red zone. And that, in a close game, could mean something. Florida has 29 scores in 31 chances with 21 touchdowns. Georgia has 36 scores in 40 chances with 25 touchdowns. Georgia is the least penalized team in the league. Yeah, number one. The most penalized team is Kentucky, but not by a wide margin. Kentucky is 68 yards a game, Georgia at 42. Red zone defense, Georgia's not real good. They are one or eighth in the league. Florida is sixth in the league. So you, you look at Georgia and they're... Right there in most places. Uh, okay. Two more emails, and then I'm done for the day because that's all I got. Paul has a uh, oh, great question. Who do you like in the World Series? Um, I'm rooting for Texas only because Dane Dunning's on the team. He's the only Gator. So uh, there you go. I, and I'm, I'm rooting for them because – I don't have a vested interest in either the Rangers or the Diamondbacks, but just because Dane Dunning's there, I would go that way. Uh, Andrew says, if you had a stat to determine the the outcome of the game, what is it? Um, It's not a stat that I could put my finger on, but who controls the line of scrimmage? I I think especially in this game, that is going to be a big deal. And can, can Graham Mertz get time to throw? Can Florida uh, put enough pressure on Carson Beck and stop their run game? That's my point about the line of scrimmage uh, game here. All right, tomorrow. Don't forget, we'll give you the weather forecast in Jacksonville. It should be great. Prognostication Friday. Some pretty good games that uh, we'll get to choose from tomorrow, and uh, we hope that you will join us for Sports Scene then uh, today. Really good guest list. Hope you enjoyed who we had on today, because the pretty a pretty much a listers today. Urban Meyer talking about his memories of Florida, Georgia every year while he was the Gator coach here. Mark Weiser, who covers Georgia for the Athens Banner-Herald, the voice of the Gators. Sean Kelly here live. Always appreciate when he's here. I know many of you like it as well. And by the way, let me just on a side note, just tell you something. You know it. When Sean got to do postseason baseball last year and I didn't, uh, it crushed me. It crushed me because I, I love doing Gator baseball broadcasts, but I want to tell you what a good dude Sean Kelly is. He's so nice to come up here and do what he does. He's a good guy, and uh, I'm glad Gator fans have taken to him because he's done a really nice job uh, as uh, the Gator play-by-play guy, so um, hats off to him. Gary Danielson joined us from CBS Sports. Of course, CBS has one last broadcast of Florida, Georgia, and then uh, former Gator assistant basketball coach and now Dayton coach Anthony Grant talking about the uh, event they had to help uh, raise funds uh, for what they've got going after the tragic loss of his daughter uh, via suicide. It was I, I hate to have Anthony on in a situation like that, but it was good that he could share with you um, what happened there and the fact Ohio State was very helpful in that as well okay that does it for today thank you for calling thank you for emailing thank you for listening we'll do this again tomorrow for a Friday edition of the show I'm going to take a tally tomorrow of the percentage of people who are picking Georgia and picking Florida I have a guess and I've written it down as to the percentage of Gator fans that will pick them to do one particular way I will reveal that tomorrow I'm Steve Russell, ESPN, 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WYUF. Enjoy the rest of your Thursday.
0: Gainesville, U251CG, Gainesville, from the Spurrier's Gridiron Grill Studios. We are ESPN, 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUS.